0: Hello and welcome to Fox It All About. My name is Connor. My name is Dan. There we go, seamless. Mm. And this week's episode is all about vocation or, you know, your work life, how your vocation in life uh, affects your satisfaction. What do you want from me? Uh, Just some of your time. You're listening to Fox It All About, a millennial search for satisfaction. Probably the best place to start with dealing with vocation. That's just jobs to the normal simpletons, you know. Jobs. Jobs. (laughs) Jobs When dealing with jobs, everyone knows the word vocation. Oh, absolutely. um, Would be the search for a job, right? Yes. Especially in your 20s when you're trying to find your first professional job. If you've gone to uni and you're coming out. Yeah. It's like the biggest first step, isn't it? Yeah. But you know what, actually, I'm trying to relate this to you, but you were straight on it and got your first job out Had of to uni. Be in competition. Maybe the that's one why. of the quickest in our class. Yeah, because I was going to travel for a month. Yeah, I mean, apart from the it. people who knew where they were already going to work, you were probably the first person to look for a job and get one. But the rest the rest of our class, I'd say, the majority of people spent the summer, you know, finding the right job. Yeah. And it's, it it, took it's time. It, <laughs> took a lot of time, and it felt like a fucking, like a lifetime. And you were, you basically, you were in complete ignorance of what was going on until the moment where somebody got back to you. Yeah. And you could send out 30 applications, you know. <sighs> no hope. No hope. It's so and, Until, until that moment. And then you, and then we it's intervie- all, and then you're all just like, boom. Yeah. We interview, that's the start of it. But interviews are another whole thing together. Yeah. So you've not, you know, literally, did you just interview for the one in I'm the Netherlands as well. Oh, nah they just gave me a contract right there <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not i it. went to when I went to get my first internships that's a sort of the the mm-hmm. st- stage before I went over to America without any job and had to go around that's and interview when I went there ballsy isn't it yeah all yeah. the way for an interview yeah <laughs> well no I w- that was me moving I had my visa I was just there I was like <laughs> I'm getting one so that is yeah desperate to say the least <laughs> so the money was no, I not mean, really hey I would say it's determination yeah true true that Yes. Got one. I think after two months, actually, I just partied for two months, <laughs> and God, then uh, so really celebrating the... that new job <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I hadn't got yet. Yeah. <laughs> then whip about the old suit. Yeah. And did um, you wear your suit on your first day of that? No, no for the I interview. Did. It was embarrassing. You wore your suit <laughs> <laughs> first day of work. Did you not look around the office? No, oh no, because no, I didn't hadn't... get the fucking interview. So I turned up and there, and everyone else is in like t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> Oh I got this wrong. <laughs> Luckily I didn't wear a tie. That's the saving grace Oh god, yeah, because you could just take off the jacket and yeah. then kind of and just then just hide the myself underneath the desk, yeah. <laughs> unbutton the shirt a little bit, top button. Roll I'm up sleeves. Yeah, just you know, messy. I've done that. I remember when I went for an interview at a uh, well known uh, tech giant Apple. Yeah. First time I went for the interview for the like very first year of the job when I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. for the um, one in Belfast I wore like a shirt like a proper formal shirt and yeah. a blazer oh and God. stuff like that and like I did wear then just jeans and, and, and um, shoes but when I went in oh no I think I had a tie on and I took it off by the time I got to the door I like I, my dad dropped me off and he was like encouraging me to yeah, wear a tie they always do parents are the worst and then, uh, and then I was like look it's just not like, like that And then, <laughs> by the time I got to the door I would taken the tie off and put it in my pocket I was like (laughs) I was so glad because everyone else just wearing t shirts. (laughs) Like the people interviewing you all just wearing fucking t shirts. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking about the other night is that we spend ages complaining about the search for a job, then when you get it, you just complain about the job itself. Yeah, people just love it's Awful having a job. Yeah, yeah, that is it, isn't it? Like all the internet is flooded with like, oh uh, me me dragging uh, myself through the week, and it's a you know video of some kid sliding down a slide really slowly. No, or like yeah. somebody falling into the week me or like, getting through this week yeah yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah, or, or like um, Monday and then it shows a clip of Nicolas Cage like <laughs> oh, going yeah, mad crazy. and yeah, then yeah, Friday yeah. him like all happy like fr- I mean he's a good actor to choose to do those memes I think that's just generally if you've got quite a monotonous job is it? Or just a very but tedious you, job don't you see that a lot on, Like jobs your are quite tedious at the moment yes I do yeah the gro- the- it'll the- wear out right, eventually because everyone realises it's for the rest of our lives so. yeah yeah you can't you can't do anything about it. Yeah, no. yeah you can't do anything. I about it. I could go travelling, but no, I don't have the money. <laughs> so no, it's not going to happen. Uh, Get on a, with it. That's <laughs> a bit of a. It's a bit of a negative view, isn't it? It's a bit of a negative emotion that you kind of just. See do, just do something that you love. Do something that you love. Do uh, whatever a job then. that you enjoy doing, and do you'll so never work a day in your life. Every have you heard job for yeah, I have. Every job has something shit about it. You can't. Uh, not every job is just like oh. I'm, I love my life. Just like, so no, that's bullshit. What, what would people think is like the ideal job? Uh, like um, like eat, swimming with dolphins. I mean, you're gonna have to care for those dolphins, and I bet they can be really difficult. Like, just what are those little chores in behind? I think that would more be about the uh, moral conundrums of working in places that kept dolphins. Exactly, you'd be feeling guilty the entire time. No, like say uh, um, a lifeguard, you know, on a beach in California. Like, yeah, you know, like, people think, oh, it's a you know great job. Must I be a good you, time all the time. Eventually, someone complains. oh, I keep getting sand on my. <laughs> 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 like, there's just like yeah. something. Oh, it's Hobo- Find it's a way too to hot. <laughs> like, yeah. end some point, it's impossible. It's funny that. People will just complain. Yeah. about. Oh God, I just wish find it would, something. I wish important. it would rain. <laughs> 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 oh, rain, so I could just sit in the house instead. Like, no one, no one's ever really happy in their chosen profession. Just uh, for reference, myself and Dan are both in the process of obtaining our professional qualification as architects. I think you read that from a script, or yeah. have you? No, I'm just very
1: professional
0: that's a good summary just yeah that is very good summary. um so that's just where we're at at the minute if you're interested if you're interested <laughs> and we can move on yeah right. given the um amount of time that we've spent getting to stays right at the minute like seven or eight years would you have chosen something else in hindsight if i had gone back yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yes really uh, yeah um yeah, you I ever think... think about what that would be? Because here is a uh, list of uh, that I saw recently on the interweb of the ten best-paying UK jobs you don't need a degree for. Oh right, yeah, okay, it's yeah, the sort of stuff that you see in your Facebook timeline, I bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, um, number ten, journalist. Uh, average, what? average thirty-one thousand. would be like someone for the Sun, or I mean, just the mail. journalist. Thirty-one thousand. Yeah. Look, I mean, this is what the list okay. is saying. Go they on. Sorry, don't let's need go a degree. They don't need a degree. Okay. Okay. Yep. List, all the lists are saying that. Journalism came up, and I checked two different lists of the same sort of thing. <laughs> and journalists was dead, okay. Yeah, they, and they were all exactly the same. Okay. Hit me with nine. Military security. <laughs> Look <laughs> at the photo of the Ar- guy. Army man. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Average like, salary, 35 grand. Okay. Yeah. I mean. So an enforcement officer. Oh, like of someone like a steward of. Like football match, I don't know uh, British military, military two officers now they can work at like large festivals oh, right. and, <laughs> and they can work and at like, Iraq. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I mean people have been in the military that's true okay degrees often no. athletics, championships and things like that or or being security, top level security for high profile people all oh, right yeah thirty five grand a cool. year. Number eight hazardous waste manager. what <laughs> oh, <dear>. you <laughs> average pay. Uh, 37,000 yes people with not much uh, yeah not a lot of brains are they're slowly being fried by radioactive waste is in this list you know anything shocking I mean that one's you know, pretty HR obvious HR manager yeah, yeah 38,000 air traffic controller control, uh, that's the one I said the other night wasn't it okay, yeah yeah 41,000 it's a very stressful job could be um, or very 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 boring I think um, takes a minimum of five months nuclear energy worker like Homer J. Simpson yeah Exactly. He didn't need a degree. Obviously. Forty-five thousand. Yeah. Um, similar sort of topic. Offshore oil. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, this it. I reckon is even like an undersell. Offshore oil worker, oil platform worker. Mhm. Um, because. Uh, Lynn knows a couple of guys. Yeah, of those guys. You generally need a degree in like engineering. No, know. So oh, this don't, is nah. the okay. list, stands. Okay, f- don't you yeah, disregard the list. <laughs> it, oh, if it says it here, it's been. Is this Business Insider <laughs> UK? Oh <laughs> well, right, they okay. know more than you. Of course, that's I've what we're getting to. It. Commodities trader. Oh it's boring. Whatever that is. Right, fifty-three. 53. Mining, mining construction. Constru- uh, okay. Fifty-six, an equities trader. Ah, oh. ah, like Gordon Gecko himself. Or what was the guy's name? Uh, Gordon Jordan Gecko. Gordon Gecko's from Wall Street. The film. Oh, right, okay. Um, no, it, it was uh, Jordan Belford. Yeah, yeah. He With was Wall an equities trader. I mean, any of those take your fancy? No, nah, they're money, actually all quite money. boring. Boring. Working down a mine. What the fuck is good about that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I've never worked down a mine. <laughs> was being in the dark. But I don't think turn it'd the be. light off. And <laughs> I don't think it'd be boring. I think, yeah, it would be boring. Offshore oil platform worker. But you. That's like, fucking interest? But one of those Going jobs for you're, six months a yes, year? Wow, it's stuck in the middle of the ocean. With, like, that is cabin fever to the max. Location. That's what we're talking about.
1: Getting paid. And doing work, no doubt. Location. you might want to sob. Don't worry. Because everyone needs a job.
0: Okay. Ah, this guy. Right? now simon sinek he's an author motivational speaker marketing consultant dude (laughs) and he was the star of a facebook video that was circulating for a while where he basically summed up millennials and our problems well we'll we'll play some of the audio try and cut it in now the generation that we call the millennials, they were told that they were special all the time. They were told that they can have anything they want in life just because they want it. So you take this group and they graduate school and they get a job, they find out they're not special, their mums can't get them a promotion, and by the way, you can't just have it because you want it. This guy's a bit patronizing, I find. Yeah, I mean, it's actually kind of obvious. It's just like, yeah. I know this shit. <laughs> like. What, you know this shit, so you're saying you agree with everything he's saying? Yeah, kind of, but... Yeah, but, like, the reason I find it patronising because because he says, the generation that we call millennials, they were told that they were special all the time. We well, you told you were special all the time. I've Never been told I'm special. <laughs> yeah, I've never been told I'm special. All the they, was told they were told they're special all the time. That's his words. I'm quoting him. Yeah. You well, don't think you agree with that? He doesn't speak for me then. Actually, I wish my boss would call me special from time to time. But I'm come on, like oh, he said, i special. But... Wh- like we th- we go around thinking we can have anything in life we want just because we want it. That's what he said. Yeah, he's a bit of a prick. I think. But like, people are like, oh, yes, this guy gets it, and you know, all that stuff. And it's like, oh, you'll not believe how well this guy sums up millennials. I don't think, no. I think a lot of people would be like, oh, shit, he can see through me. <laughs> they wouldn't be like, yes, he's nicked, because, you know, he's speaking for a lot of people, I think. No, I mean, I think the stuff about, like, we get instant satisfaction from everything. Yeah. Like, hold on, I'll finish but the that's video. That's a good I'll thing, Finish isn't the enough? video. What do you that see? That's a good thing. Well, what do you see? Oh, can okay. you kind of. With their friends. But they also know that their friends will cancel all of them if something better comes along. So True. when significant stress starts to show up in their lives, they're not turning to a person. They're turning to a device. Now you add in the sense of impatience. right? They've grown up in a world of instant gratification. You want to go on a date? You don't even have to learn how to be like, hey. You don't have to swipe right. Bang, I'm a stud. <laughs> Everything you want, you can have instantaneously. Except job satisfaction. And strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Mm. And so, what this young generation needs to learn is
1: patience.
0: See what he said there. This is what we're talking about. This guy. Yeah, well, it's just because we're oppressed by the older generation, isn't it? So. That's yeah, it. that's a heat. Well, he is obviously. He looks millennial. No, he's a bit older. I think he's probably in his late thirties. Yeah. Um, but he's you know he's talking so condescendingly about millennials, like he's got a not yeah. identify as a millennial at least how dare he how dare he what a prick yeah but what do you think about that it was like it, we because we get instant gratification everything like facebook likes tinder matches yeah. um things like that that we expect that in jobs and then we don't get it well like that that's what i thought out of that whole video okay. i thought that was interesting enough that he says that we need to learn patience because that's what I mean, that's obviously patronising <laughs> You can't itself. get this podcast out quick enough. I don't have the patience for that shit. Yeah. Okay, so it's. I thought it was interesting that he said that we need to learn patience because there's also another kind of a thing about our generation that we job hop. You see loads of articles yeah. online that, oh, millennials are, are the biggest movers. We're not loyal. Yeah, we're not loyal. <laughs> we don't like... People often, when they graduated um, college or uni before... They would go into a company and they'd retire at that same company, and they work their way up and stuff. People are more concerned about life experience than work experience. Well, there's a little is. catchphrase. Yes. Yeah, I don't well, I, I don't know. True. I mean, so for example, there's stuff to back us up. Um, uh, so a recent Gallup report on the millennial generation reveals that 21% of millennials say they've changed job within the past year. So a fifth of us have moved jobs. Yep. In the past year, mm-hmm. um, which is more than three times the number of non-millennials, say the same. Yeah. So, um, since millennials don't plan on staying in their jobs, it makes sense that they are hunting for new positions. Uh, Gallup, the lads from Gallup. You ever heard of Gallup polls often spotted in American politics? A new yep. Gallup study suggests blah blah oh, blah. Right. Okay. A new yeah, report yeah, yeah, yeah. from Gallup suggests blah. All right. Gallup found that sixty percent of millennials say they are open to different opportunity. Millennials say they're... 60% say they're open to a different uh, job opportunity. Is this because we're more... I have a theory on this that it's not like, oh, because we were told we were special all the time, like that dickhead said. (laughs) It's more that we are more aware of what's out there. Yeah. And we have better access to information uh, on salaries, on job positions, on, like, um, you you know, different benefits of working in different places and different jobs that are going on. And we, we can just... we. Are far more in tune. Uh, uh, that's true, but I don't ever understand why people keep getting hired though. <laughs> if someone looks at your CV and says, "Oh, you've only been at these places for six months," it's like, "Oh, well, you've got the job because you know you're you look faithful." Oh, now see you. Yeah, I mean, what you do there is you just put in your CV lie two thousand. No, no, just be <laughs> ambiguous. All oh, right, okay. Do you lie on your CV? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be ambiguous and you just say, oh, such and such, 2011. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah okay. I worked there during 2011. <laughs> it could be a week, could be six months. December. <laughs> could be the year. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I just think it's that we have more access to information. No, I don't think that's, although, yeah, I think people share their experiences a lot more. And maybe what they did in the past. Yeah, that's know. true. yeah That's true. more um, talkative about that sort of thing. So yeah, it goes back to the whole, maybe the social media of things, of people ex- wanting to kind of promote themselves as, you know, living the best life. Yeah, everyone's looking. trying to live the best life. So do you think that, right, that's interesting, because the, most people then, it's all about sort of creating the, I always think, They're, somebody's put a photo up because they, they think this would make a great, Photo. Yeah, this would be great. Make make great posts and make me look good. Make mm-hmm. my life look brilliant. Yeah, that's the obvious kind of thing that's going Everyone, on, right? Yeah, it Every- must be going on everyone's subconscious. I think so. Everyone's trying to get to success as quickly as possible. Yeah, <laughs> and as and have a, as great a time as possible. Whereas we keep getting told that we're going to hit our peak when we're fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, that's depressing. 50's the new twenty. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah, Jesus. Well, there is a bit of a tie in there, though, to the. Um, to what we were talking about in Habitation, which, uh, you know, like, always wanting to go from, like, one bed flat yeah. to, like, a house to, like, you know... Mansion. Kitchen. Yeah, mansion, right? Yeah. We're always wanting to move on to the next better place. More. We're always wanting more. Yeah, yeah. But that's that? what everyone's like. Though, just everyone. It? That's just I don't every- think, uh, Everyone's you- talking like, ah, I want a little bit less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not... That's not, not a generational thing. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's everybody. It's just yeah. that people talk about shit and analyse things so much yeah. that fucking our generation gets blamed for so much of it. Yeah, fucking oppression. Jesus. All right, that was vocation. Uh... <laughs> 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 oh, oh. oh, well, that's one part done. That's <laughs> part I can do that <laughs> again. for the next fucking... I was going to say, um... <laughs> Okay, that was vocation. we had a bit of a uh, wide-ranging chat there about how different aspects of your work life affect your satisfaction in life, I suppose. We talked about different jobs that are available that are out there. For people with wandering eyes, we talked about how people hop around from different jobs trying to search for the right type of um, career. Our own personal experiences. Yeah, personal experience, always good to draw from. Hopefully, some people can relate to that. But really, it's just, uh, it's all about your own interpretation, isn't it? You know, you ever hear the expression, uh, people either work to live or live to work? I have, yes. Yeah, what do you um, think of that? Uh, live to work work to live which one would you err on god live to work <laughs> no, no. no i wouldn't no no nah, absolutely in the middle okay that's if, good. to say you're one of, everyone wants to work to live don't they yeah but really the, yeah I if guess you say otherwise it's, it's quite depressing <laughs> well no people who really enjoy their job would say i live to work because they, yeah. they love it they love their work that's true yeah but i think somewhere in between is quite a good answer actually I would well, yeah, probably it's No, but I, I mean, I would say um, you know, vast majority of people who are working in jobs that they don't look forward to going into work in the morning say, "I uh, work to live." Work to live, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. So being somewhere in the middle, I think is quite good because yes. it's good to have that kind of detachment from your career. Yeah, if if that's what you need. But there are quite a lot of people, like I say, who their job is very much hand in hand with their life. And one person that I spoke to recently um, was my uh, second cousin out in New York, whose name is Gerard McNamee. You can give him a Google if you like. Yep. Our first guest. Our first uh, guest on What a Milestone (laughs) This (laughs) Is. Fucks (laughs) It All About. Hopefully (laughs) the first of uh, many, maybe not every episode. I mean, he's slightly famous, isn't he? Yeah, it's, I guess, in a IMDb. IMDB. He has his own IMDB page. He uh, was in a couple of TV shows in, in America. He punched Kevin Bacon in the face. There you go. In a, an episode of The Following, I believe. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's got some other stuff on the go at the minute. He also owned uh, a couple of bars in upstate New York, and he owns yep. one in the city at the minute. Yeah. Probably uh, better known as the, I think it's the Director of Operations at Webster Hall. Nice, yeah. So, I obviously he's had an interesting vocation life, right? Yeah, it's varied. It's quite varied, um, and one of the stories that we get into is how he got to work as a uh, cowboy for a couple of years, traveling mm-hmm. around America. Yeah. Quite an interesting, unique story. So uh, we get into that. There's a quick highlight, sort of, of the highlights reel of the interview, and you can catch the full interview on episode three B, which is a special bonus edition, um, where it's just the, the the entire interview with Gerard. Yeah, a little special something for you. Yep. Yeah. All right. I uh, hope you enjoy. Catch you next time. Enjoy. What I wanted to talk to you about vacation was, because you've obviously had a pretty unique career, um, and when people uh, in our generation, or people in general, uh, the average kind of person,
1: work in their nine to five, and uh, and kind of stuck in an office or whatever. I work nine to five, nine p.m. to five a.m., but I'm listening, yes. I may not even be talking about Webster Hall here, because
0: I remember you telling me stories a while ago about uh, you going round with a uh, a travelling circus, was it? Yeah. And uh, riding around on horseback rustling uh, cattle as well as wild animals. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, that's not the average <laughs> job that uh, say a millennial or whatever does. How the hell did you get into that?
1: Yeah, I, I sometimes forget about that era of my life. It was uh, several years. I owned a bar called Six Mile Cross up in the uh, Catskill Mountains. Six Mile Cross is the name of the town in the north of Ireland County, Toronto, my father was born and grew up in. So once we got that up and running and some of the reality set in and the budget and blah, 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 I was like, this is nuts, man. I need a break or my head's going to explode. <laughs> so my buddy Joey Farrell was working for me up there. And when he was at Winter Quarters, they call it in the circus, Winter Quarters is when you're not on the road. And he was working for me at the bar. He goes, listen, you got to come over. And he lives up there. So his Winter Quarters were his home. And there was the Wyndham Mountain Ranch over there. And Joe Farrell was a trained clown. And he worked for oh, the- this. This is Joe that, uh, that I met upstate before. Who, That's him. He passed away. That's Joey. Away. He died from G- GBS, Guillain-Barré syndrome. That's for another podcast. Right. Yes. Joey Farrell, before he met that fucking tragic depressing end was a man full of life and he was a fucking clown and he worked for the Bid Bell Circus that had been on the Wyndham mountaintop for a hundred years so Joey brought me over to he goes, Jordan, you gotta come and meet the bears and see what I do, I had just met Joe around that time right. and he goes, you gotta come over and see what I do, so I go, alright, let's drive over there, man we drove over and I get over there and there's fucking, he introduces me to four black bears, two pumas ten horses, twenty goats, the mama llama, the daddy llama, the baby llama, five dogs, a gigantic horse and a little tiny horse that didn't act together, and all these animals. I was like, Jesus, it's Like I'm in, I'm in the fields of Claire over here, or Jerome. So the guy, the boss man was Michael Sandlofer, who sailed the seven seas. He won Rolex Man of the Year award twice. He's the only man to ever take a beached whale and set it back into the into the wild and he's going I ah, get this fucking move oh, this tractor put this trailer over there I'm building the museum take the country store put it over here I'm like wow this guy's like the three ring circus so Joey hey who's the, who's the guy with the long hair he looks like he doesn't belong up here in the mountains but I need help Joe do this too. so I come in and I go well, well this is crazy and Joe goes uh, do you want I'm sure if he needs help we could work right now what are you talking about work right now he goes well we're leaving in four days And I go alright whatever so Michael, so Joey brings me over to Michael and says, Michael, I, we're here to work. How much are you paying us today? He said, I'll give you $100 each. I said, alright, what do you want me to do? So he goes, well, I gotta turn this fucking horse trailer and it needed to be cleaned and then he booked the show where he needed a museum. So I went in there, I did it about, I was there about four or five hours. He comes over he goes, so something's not right here. A kind guy of like you should not be over here working at the, what, what's your story? Who what, what happened? I go, I graduated from Fordham University in the Bronx. I'm not an fellow. He goes, well, I can tell that. He goes, I was born in the Bronx. (laughs) So we hit it off. All of a sudden now I got a bar eight miles away and I'm intrigued. And these people uh, work with rescued animals and they train rescued animals. Right. Okay. So now they always need people. It's the circus. So they go, you want to come with us out on the road to uh, the big Ben Fair and Pennsylvania, So I said, all right, let me figure this out. So I went back to the bar, talked to the owner of the mountain, to my landlord, and it was coming to off season. And I cut a deal with the guy at the lodge and let him operate under my license all with right. some parameters. Mm-hmm. So we went out. We did the 10-day jump. I was hooked. I was on the back of a fucking bucking horse running through a fairground, <laughs> holding on for my life, hoping the horse wouldn't kill anybody. Right then the, the, the killer cat gets left out and the escapes while we're doing a show and it's sitting ready to pounce on the nearest child and I noticed it. And in the middle of the show, while we're putting on our production, I'm getting ready to shoot Joe <laughs> with the gun. I go, I walked up calmly, I go, Sharon, the fucking cat's on the grass. Sharon turns calmly around exits the uh, show place that we had fenced in and walks calmly over right up to this little thing that she rescued that was this big that has fangs like this that could kill anybody at any time and grabbed it by its collar and walked it back into the truck, locked the gate, walked calmly back, continued the show. (laughs) So that's the story. That's how I came to join the circus. I did it for two years. I wore a cowboy hat and Spurs every day for two years, whether (laughs) I was in New York or Kentucky. Oh, really? Um, So yeah, I wore, I was a cowboy. We went out to different state and county fairs and did a reenactment of the American frontier. I slept in a truck, I ate off a campfire 90% of the days for two years. I was going to ask are you were you in the shows or were I you was. behind the scenes? I was. It's funny it's um thank you for asking because this is where it gets fun. So my job during the show with the bird with the with the cats and the bears while the boss man and lady were working with the cats, the bears were chained up right there. The bears were chained up at either side and I had to keep the bears distracted from the pumas. <laughs> that were no longer chained. They were now in the boss's oh, arms. Right, they okay. were on a chain leash, but they were out. They, they could have pulled that leash. So then they did tricks with the cats. And while that was happening, the bears were sitting there like this on their butts and <laughs> holding bounds. So I had to feed the fucking bears marshmallows. Marshmallows? Yeah. Bears like marshmallows? Bears like marshmallows. Wild. After on the fire or just by themselves? No. And you don't Not feed the them. You don't feed. No, no s'mores for the bears. The wild animals. These animals. You know what happened to those famous circus guys? They raised the cat and then the cat took the guy and fucking ripped his throat off. Oh, yeah. What were they called? The. Those German guys, or... yeah, whatever they're called. So this happens. I was right in there, man. The cats didn't like my spurs because they were shiny. So the no, cats right. <laughs> we were scared, man. So you don't feed a bear a marshmallow like this. No. You put it in the palm of your hand, then you cup it, and you put it to them out uh, like this. Okay. Otherwise, they might They'll bite your finger right. off. Right. So you kind of lead them. They're, s- they're stupid, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> But they would sit there and they were almost had this weird human like quality that they're like a drunk human, the way they would (laughs) kind of hold themselves and sit up on there. You know, it was fucking weird. It was cool. It was great. So here I am. I'm like, I'm a nightclub guy from the city and now I'm fucking feeding marshmallows while the cats could rip any one of us apart at any time.